everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We are talking about the very first of the Hallmark Countdown to Christmas films. Uh, and uh, we always look forward to this every year. And today we're talking about two of those films. And then we also have another episode with my friend David Rosen, where we talk about the Hallmark Movies Mysteries film and the other remaining uh, we'll talk about Kismet Christmas there. So going to be fun to, for you to listen to that. We'll put all the information in the description. But I'm film critic Grace Wagner. And today I have my friend Betsy from Hallmark Happenings here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yay. And we have our friend Megan is here. Hello. Merry Christmas in October. Me- <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. So overall, I mean, you all saw the movies this weekend do you think it was a pretty good start for uh, for Hallmark? What do you think, Betsy? I thought it was pretty good. I thought they were kind of different, unique storylines to kick it off and not necessarily. Um, actually, I watched two of them. But the ones I watched mm-hmm. didn't seem like your average like cookie-cutter Christmas movies. They were a little different, so that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Megan? Yeah, I definitely had moments where I was laughing out loud, and I, I enjoyed it. I think they did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I was really pleased too. And I feel like I'm always a little bit soft on these first uh, weekend of movies because I'm just so excited to be starting the season and I've worked so hard previewing everything. (laughs) But uh, I'm very, uh, very pleased with this first weekend of movies for sure. So let's see. All right. Well, let's dive in. Let's talk about Noel Next Door. This was the first movie. This was on Friday that they had. And uh, this movie stars Natalie Hall, Corey Sevier, director Mark McGuire, writer Keith Hemstreet. It follows a single mom as she gets into a war of words with a neighbor who is ruining Christmas, only to find that this misunderstood grouch just may steal her heart. So overall, Megan, what did you think about this movie? Overall, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I'm so anxious to find out if you think he was Scrooge enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're you you have commented that some of the Scrooges or Scrooge type characters <laughs> are not Scrooge enough. So I can't wait to hear your opinion <laughs> on that. I thought it was great. I think they had good chemistry. I know they were in a movie before that. We didn't really love the script. I thought the script was much better. It had real humor. And I think it was overall, I mean, it was a great first movie, I think. Yeah. Like Nashville Christmas Carol, where people are literally begging to work for Scrooge, for Jesse Stram in that movie. Like, that's, that is not a Scrooge to me. But uh, what did you think of it overall, Betsy? I actually really, really liked it. I think we actually, um, back in the spring, it was Road Trip Romance. I think Megan was on that uh, call, too. We were talking about it, and I know we were kind of like, eh, this one definitely was an improvement. I thought it was so funny because I don't know if I was crazy about the chemistry in that movie, but I feel like Natalie and Corey had a lot better chemistry in this one. I don't know if it was just a script or what, but it, they really clicked so much in this one. I just, it was nice and it was different and the humor was great. And they, they said some things I was a little surprised about that were humorous and then real as well. I thought it was great. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was a pretty good start to the season. But and maybe you're gonna laugh. I do agree that he wasn't all that grinchy. I mean, all that scroogey because yes, he was I mean, more so than Jesse Schramm and Nashville Christmas Carol, but I would get very annoyed if this kid kept kicking his ball at my house when I had asked him multiple times to stop. It's not like there's other, like there's other places, like kick the ball other places, like kick it at your own house. I I don't understand why you needed to kick it at his house. And I, I, I think that that is like a reasonable thing to be irritated about. Also like considering he has like a legit disability, and the fact that he complained about the cords tripping him, like that's not him being a Scrooge. That's him like wanting to walk effectively. Like, so I, I think that that's not unreasonable either. So I, I think that a lot of the things I would be getting irritated as well that he was getting irritated about. Yeah, I understand that. I guess I just, I did feel his kind of, yeah, it wasn't even like he was mean. It wasn't mean spirited. It was more just he was like depressed. I yeah, feel like yeah. He was, you know, down, and that I, I did. I, I, there was an arc. I felt at least. That oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Maybe he wasn't very. Yeah, I do understand. We have a basketball hoop like in the center of our complex, and kids are playing there like all day long. And I can hear the basketball like bouncing and it can get kind of annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because he asked him several times, like, I just don't understand why you couldn't find another place to practice soccer. Yeah. The kid was definitely going through something as well. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think think he had some issues with the divorce and such. So yeah, he was also, yeah, I saw a lot of things on Twitter about, about his behavior, the kid's behavior. Yeah, I felt like this movie was kind of made Christmassy last minute. There were little details that was like, what? That's weird. And like the fact that they playing Claire de Lune at the Christmas concert, like that's not a Christmas song. Why are they playing that? Hmm. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't and really like, notice that. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, the just some of the like food choices and clothes choices and stuff like that i was i was kind of like i think they changed i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at least if this was kind of last minute made into a christmas movie that makes sense what did you think about the bunny that just made me want a bunny it's <laughs> <laughs> a really cute bunny now i am not an animal person in general and so i would be alarmed if i had an animal that in my house so <laughs> I can kind of understand why, he's, why he was, frust- it was frustrated about that, but it was a very nice bunny. <laughs> well, I was thinking there's so much, so many worse things that could get into your house, like a pet snake. I'd be pretty mad. A pet bird. Yeah. Like a pet oh, bunny. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely concerning, but it's probably one of the cutest things that could be. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that? Uh, did you think he was Scrooge enough, Betsy? I have, okay, I'm trying to think where to start. 
he had his moments. I mean, I think certain things make you mad and then the way some people treat him and just for something he can't help a helping. I mean, that's really unfortunate. And I can see why that would make people mad. And then it's just, he's going, everyone goes through a tough time. Like the, the landlord guy or mm-hmm. the manager, I don't know what he was. Luis, or I think what his name was. And he yeah. was like, I'm trying to see things better. And so, I mean, everyone's going through something. That was a really good lesson. And I have a quick story. I had this kitten like five months ago, like, it woke me up from my bedroom. I There was a window by my bed and I could hear this meowing. And it woke me up at like 6 a.m. I was like, what's going on? And I looked out the window, there's this tiny kitten. And then it got like aggressive and it started like hitting at my door. And I was like freaking out. And so I went outside <laughs> and I tried to kind of like scoot it away with the broom and it ran at me and attacked me. It didn't actually touch me, but gosh, it touched that broom. And I was like, I ran across the street to kind of like get away from it and it got lost over there. But I mean, it was an experience. So having like an animal like near your house or yeah. in your house, it, depending on the situation, I mean, you never know about bunnies. They could be nutty bunnies. But yeah, I I mean, I can understand being a little freaked out. (laughs) Bunnies can be mean. They absolutely can. My my sister had a mean bunny for a while. And (laughs) it was not nice. (laughs) But this one was nice. But I, I, you just don't want an unfamiliar animal in your house. Mm-hmm. Like that's a not a good situation. So I understood that. So I was I was uh, well I forget what his name was, but I was on Team Corey for a lot of this movie. <laughs> Whatever his yeah, character's name was. I think a lot of was. people were. Yeah, I did. My favorite scene in the whole movie that made me laugh was this blind date that she goes on at the beginning. I thought it was kind of hilarious. The guy he only reads nonfiction. <laughs> Uh, he was just over the top and funny very neurotic yeah that made me think about how you were saying you you would take or you would go on a date with anyone or have a meal with anyone I was like I wonder if Rachel would have a meal with this guy (laughs) I would I would and and he believed in the flat earth yeah hey I'll I'll let at least you have a funny story at the end. I'll let anybody buy me dinner one time, but there definitely wouldn't be a second date with this guy. Only reading nonfiction. That was really funny. <laughs> He's like, Shakespeare, no good. <laughs> Jane Austen, no good. Charles Dickens, no good. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> Did you? Would you want to go on a date with that guy, Betsy? <laughs> oh gosh it's like so like reflective of like our culture now it's like so like picky i feel like everyone's become picky you know what i mean about different things mm-hmm. so and we have strong opinions i guess and he he had some strong ones i i'm like all chill go with the flow i could not stand it i'm like just drink a carbonated beverage you hate like carbonated beverages I'm like, what Calm down no more caffeine <laughs> for you yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so that was the highlight of the movie for me. That that blind date was really funny, I thought. Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years, each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques. 
including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. I was surprised that they leaned in so hard into her being in this really messy divorce, like with him having a mistress and wanting to take her son away and like him saying they were a more established family, even though he's not even married to it. Like that was really weird. I, I can't think of any other Hallmark I've ever seen where like, yeah, we've had some divorces in the, in the movies, divorcees, uh, but we've never had one in like with a mistress and this kind of like tension and getting lawyers and stuff like that. Like that was a, a lot, I thought. Yeah, it definitely was more than I've seen in Hallmark for sure. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, the fighting over, you know, where he's going to spend Christmas. It just, and that felt weird because it seemed like they didn't, the guy didn't live that the ex-husband didn't live that far away. So it seems that you would split the day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was. And that's what they eventually decide to do. Yeah, like that would have been decided on much earlier, especially if they didn't. There was no mention of him living, you know, so far away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely well, was not good for stepmoms. <laughs> I was like, not all stepmoms are like this. Yeah, that's <laughs> Trying to take their kids away from their mothers on Christmas. Like <laughs> Yeah, he says that the little boy, he says that what's it, sorry, that the that the stepmom doesn't like him. Yeah, I was so sad. <laughs> uh were you surprised by that, Betsy? I was so surprised that like that they that any character would try to sell him and his mistress as like the more family friendly option. It was yeah. surprising in a Hallmark movie, I thought. I mean, yeah, for a Hallmark movie for sure. I like they said a word a couple times. I was like, oh wow, it's like a royal drama. You hear that word a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely. But it's so true to life, and it, like I feel like each when it comes to like that kind of like broken relationship or divorce each side has their own story why they think they're the best you know what i mean so it yeah i, I yeah i'm i'm i mean it's real it's real to life so but it's like let the kid decide you know <laughs> yeah make it the best for the kid and kind of shaming her for being single when you're the one that left her for your yeah. mistress like <laughs> what yeah, that didn't make his, his, yeah, thinking that they were more of a family. It's like, well, I think being with your mom is pretty much a family. Like, <laughs> what more, but I thought what even more was more shocking than that was when Corey's character gets out like the hard alcohol. I was like, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen hard alcohol on a Hallmark channel. Hallmark yeah, that was surprising. Like, see wine and beer, but. <laughs> Hard. I mean, that. I think that was supposed to be like hard alcohol, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be like vodka, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, supposedly he drinks the whole bottle. Like, oh my god! I... <laughs> yeah, that was that was intense, and 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 also the whole scene. I agreed with him about complaining about the power cords, but when the uh, when the one guy's like, "Please don't sue me," I was like, "That's intense for a homework." <laughs> I don't know. Just everybody's usually nicer in Hallmark movies. And I hear I'm complaining that he wasn't a Scrooge enough, but, but, uh, but 
I don't know. You just wouldn't expect a neighbor to say, please don't sue me. Well, the whole town had a lot of interesting characters, like the guy who hits on Natalie and won't stop hitting on her. There was a lot of like, the townspeople weren't your normal Hallmark townspeople, you know? They weren't like all like happy and nice. They were like, some of them, like that guy was straight up creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think Betsy... (laughs) They handled, how do you think they handled his disability in the movie? I mean, he goes on this date and the date is super rude, dismissive. And uh, then she helps and then she leaves. And then uh, Natalie's character, uh, Noel, helps him with his coat and is very, you know, like kind uh, Mm -hmm. to him. Um, I don't know. How do you feel like throughout the movie they handled him having this disability? I mean, it's true to life. It wasn't even just like him, but it was like people's reactions to him. I think it was so accurate. Like this movie, it may not be for Hallmark, like this as sweet or as like this dreamland. This isn't, you know, I guess it's more, it's just real life and real life is not dreamland and people aren't always nice to you. They don't care that you have a disability and it's very unfair and it's unfortunate, but then you have someone else come along that's so nice and so caring. And I think this showed that you can have some people that are just, not nice and they really don't take into consideration what's going on then you have someone who is so nice so i think it's like also like a message to everybody if you have something that you're dealing with just don't give up on people there are still some good people out there and then you see there's not not like these people are bad people but it's just they're not i don't think their actions are quite as nice and i just thought it was just so sweet when she helped take his jacket off i was like see yeah so nice so nice you don't have to feel like limited or like you can't have good relationships because of something like that i just thought that was probably the best message of all of this yeah and he's uh, i think it's louise who says the old jeremy's in there somewhere which Mm -hmm. was yeah kind of that idea of don't give up on people uh if they're having a hard time and uh then yeah she brings him apple pie and hot chocolate which seems like a very weird combination to me that's a I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Like I would want, I know. I, I feel like something, I don't know. I just feel like apple pie. We used to have like maybe wassail or something like that with it. Have what? Wassail. Like, like hot. (laughs) It's like spice cider. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I thought that was kind of like, wow, of all the things to bring him when he's, come to this diner bring him hot chocolate and pie and uh and pie but yeah because you it, have pie and you have pie and ice cream right but yeah it's not a drink but yeah yeah so then he asks for uh so then they have they also have the meat cute uh and the tampon aisle which is kind of funny <laughs> that was funny <laughs> turns out it happens every month <laughs> that was so funny (laughs) and then like the next day uh he calls the diner and then there's this guy that's being like super creepy to her in the diner and so then he like challenges him get in they get into a fight and uh, that was another thing you don't typically see like skeevy guys in hallmark movies Exactly. Yeah, he was definitely one of the creepier people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But also, yes. like Betsy said, that's very true to life. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was surprised that they went skating, which I also, I kind of liked the fact that they, I mean, he talks about how he can actually, the skating is actually easier for him than walking. So, you know, they weren't just like kind of one note about the disability. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, then we have this whole thing about he plays Claire de Lune and he says, is classical music boring? <laughs> it's boring. What do you think, Betsy? Is classical music boring? <laughs> no, it's relaxing. It's chill. And yeah. quick, quick shout out to Taylor Swift for Midnight's. I don't know if you've listened to that, but speaking of music, okay, <laughs> just had to go okay. on that. For, okay, but back to yes. the movie. <laughs> And there's after the whole rabbit incident where he says he's a glorified rodent, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, and he takes the kid's soccer ball. And I I just felt like, why is this kid just keep bothering him? Like, leave him alone. I, I don't know. The kid was difficult. But uh, like you're saying, it is true to life. I mean, what you figure he's like eighth grade, something like that. Yeah, especially for a kid going through a divorce. Like, yeah, definitely act out. So that was, he was definitely, (laughs) he was definitely not making great choices, that child. (laughs) And he was definitely playing up his mom. Like, oh, he took my ball, you know, trying to make the other guy sound worse than I think in reality when we saw it wasn't quite as bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What'd you think of the kid, Betsy? Well, she was like, are you sure you didn't do anything? I didn't do anything. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. And he could obviously tell that this man has a cane. I mean, uh, you understand at a young age, there is something is obviously not right. And I mean, I just, gosh, that's frustrating. But you know, kids, they can be ornery and say stuff. And then at least he changed. At least everyone had a little bit of an arc in this. Even the yeah. kid who apparently listens to disturbing podcasts at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved that the murder. Yeah, when she was like, he could, he could be, be a serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. I laughed so hard at that. But yeah, if your child, if your child ever says, "Oh no, I didn't do anything wrong," you know, he de- he or she definitely did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he does admit the kid says sometimes I do make trouble. Yeah. And she says all kids make trouble. It's how we learn from our mistakes. So at least he was somewhat self aware as a kid. And I, I like the fact when they realize that they're neighbors and, you know, she's upset at first, but they didn't do like the whole lie reveal because there was no lie. It was just a miscommunication. And so they weren't like, oh, you know, I don't know. They they were just like, oh, OK. <laughs> like I thought yeah, it was and- also pretty realistic of what would happen. Right. Like in some other movies, he would have like lied and like tried to pretend he wasn't. The yes. Neighbor. Yeah, I agree that I'm glad they didn't go down that route. It That would have just been pointless. Yeah. So, and then this is when he drinks the vodka the scene. <laughs> it was, it felt a little bit like a soap opera in moments of this movie. And both, I think both of them have done soaps. I, I think Natalie at least has. So, I don't know. It had some of those melodrama moments in it, which was, which was interesting. Um, and, uh, so then, uh, yeah, the kid's name is Henry. So Henry comes over, apologizes to Jeremy 
And then Jeremy apologizes to Henry and Henry says, would it be okay if you asked my mom on another date? She was really happy and she's hardly happy anymore. So that was cute. That was sweet. And <laughs> that all, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. sweet. Yeah, they they all came around. They had uh-huh. definite hearts. So he apologizes to Noelle then. And she says, what is it that you have against Christmas anyway? And here's how, where we find out the the big reveal is that his stroke happened on Christmas. Of course. <laughs> these kind of movies nobody ever dies on any day but christmas or has a stroke or it always has to be on christmas in these movies <laughs> and uh so then i i really loved the whole section where they spend christmas morning together and like henry's opening the presents and they're just like she's in her jams and they're just being all cozy that was really fun that was really cute yeah. <laughs> and then we had a near kiss with Henry stopping them. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> uh, what do you think of near kisses, Betsy? I muted myself. You know, sometimes you like them. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> but th- that's just these movies. There's always the uh, almost kiss. that's interrupted by something. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, at least this is better than being interrupted by the cell phone because mm-hmm. I know if I was going to be kissing Corey Sevier, I would not let a phone stop me. Like, oh, I would no. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you no. know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Nobody would stop for a cell phone. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> it can go to voicemail. Like a kid, it makes more sense because, like, you might be a little shy about, you know, kissing yeah, in, front of, your kid. in front of your kid yeah so that's like a pretty decent near kiss but i was just like oh we almost got <laughs> one Ugh. and then he they've set back up the the night before he had said to louise that i need your help and they'd set back up the christmas tree and so that was cute and then they have a kiss in front of the the christmas tree the community Christmas tree. And I think what they need is one of those like battery packs or whatever that, that, uh, you can plug, plug it things into that way. He wouldn't have, they wouldn't have to have the cords. You're so practical, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't, yeah. I I think that just makes sense. (laughs) You could be in charge of the the Christmas tree in your neighborhood. Okay. I will. Uh, yeah what do you think of that betsy sorry i it was fuzzy a second uh, for a minute i couldn't hear anything y'all just said we were talking about seconds oh you're fine we were talking about the them putting back up the christmas tree at the end oh do you mean like when oh yeah yeah at the very end where everyone like came out is that the one and they like unveiled the tree is that what yeah they uh he'd had them take it down because of the cords And so then he got Louise to put it back up at the end. And I was saying that they should have one of those battery packs. So mm. that way they wouldn't need to have the cords. Very so true. Be safe Wireless. Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Bluetooth tree, all cord free. Now that's a nice thought. Probably yeah. a thousand dollar tree. But hey, I bet you there is one out there. 
but I don't think those battery packs are that expensive. Nah. They could a, they could do. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like Christmas Day, you only need it up for a little bit. But uh but anyway, it was cute. And then uh they go to the symphony and I guess in this town they have symphony on Christmas Day. Was it a flash forward? Oh, was it? I think it was. Oh. I don't know, Betsy, did you think that? Or am I the only one who thought that? She was wearing black, which, you know, I don't love on Christmas. Maybe that was their signal that it was a fast forward. Hmm. I Yeah, because it's supposed to be his, I thought it was supposed to be his orchestra or whatever, his, his, what he, what he, um, and I'm, yeah, I think you're right. But you know what I'm saying? I think you're right because yeah, I think you're right because she says that uh, she's so proud of him. Yeah, so I think it's a fast forward. It's like now they're back. They're watching his music be performed that he wrote. It was a little confusing. They should have had like a title card or something. Yeah, definitely a year later or something. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I thought it was a cute movie i i thought that uh that natalie was was really good as she always is and uh it had a nice community spirit about it so i would give this uh out of five i'd give it 3.5 crowns what about you megan i think i'm right there with you i think 3.5 sounds pretty good Mm -hmm. it's it's also these first movies it's hard because we have nothing really to compare them to except like the memory of the movies from last year so yeah i i definitely think it was a good start and i think 3.5 sounds just right what do you think betsy i'm gonna say four i actually really liked it i'll say a four because it was different Mm -hmm. i like yeah (laughs) very good We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Uh, next, we had We Wish You a Married Christmas. This was on the 22nd. Marisol Nichols and Christopher Palaha and director Paul Ziller, writer Nicole Baxter. It's Becca and Robbie are a married couple having a hard time connecting with each other as the holidays approach. Just before Christmas, they head to a cozy Vermont inn at the advice of their marriage coach so they can recharge. Their weekend away gets unexpectedly extended when a mishap puts their car out of commission and just may put them on the road to a very happily married Christmas. So my feeling, overall feelings of this movie is overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was sweet. 
well done, had some, had some funny parts, you know, I liked the stars, but I have to say there's something about the, I have to say that there's something that's just feels less like believable to me and just harder for me to, to like buy into about a couple solving all of their problems in a week than the idea of a couple getting together and starting kind of their journey, like is the normal arc for these movies. And I've seen enough of these marriage and crisis movies to, to know that I don't think they're really my favorite. Like, I think that this is well done, but I don't know. I just, I, I find it just not quite as magical and entertaining as the traditional romances. But I mean, I I think it's good. They keep doing them because we need some variety, but I don't know. Uh, What do you think, Megan? I can see how you think that I did say to my husband, I was like, well, they're on vacation. Everyone's good at vacation. (laughs) We're great at vacation. (laughs) (laughs) We're the best couple ever. So, I mean, but I did think it was really cute overall. I thought that the the leads did have good chemistry. I liked, it didn't seem that they had that many problems. So in terms of like, you know, getting over their issues, it just seemed like they weren't communicating or really spending time together. It wasn't like they disliked each other or they really had all the, I couldn't even really tell, you know, what their major issues were besides just miscommunication and not spending time together. So for that, I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was too unbelievable, but I, overall, I thought it was really cute. I did get my husband to watch it. Now our marriage is in jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. He liked it. He thought, I mean, as much as he can like a Hallmark movie, but yeah. So we thought it was funny. Yeah. So what do you think, Betsy? Hmm. It was definitely different. Um, they're kind of going for different stuff right off the bat. So that's, that's nice. Um, like you said, variety. I do agree. I like the initial, like a magic of, you know, meeting someone new, but so many of these are like people who used to know each other or high school sweethearts, you know, or whatnot. I like when there's two people who've never met each other, like kind of in Noel next door. I just like when two people have never met and they come together, you get this like really initial like enchantment with each other. And then this is about a couple with disenchantment, but, um, you know, maybe it just takes, vacation to realize what your problems are of course it won't fix it but at least you can pinpoint it and maybe you can work on it and it was fun to see pascal hutton as the therapist and um, we'd gotten that little uh we'd gotten that little tidbit of information from uh christopher when we had him on the podcast he told us that she was the therapist and so that was i, mean, I knew that was coming but it was fun and yeah it seemed like they're Uh, Their biggest problems, uh, I mean, doing a renovation is so stressful. So I can understand why that would kind of exacerbate anything with housing or moving or renovating is the worst. And so that would exacerbate any of their issues that they were having. And like the whole fight about the microwave. (laughs) That was funny. Because I can't reach anything in my kitchen Nothing. Everything is too tall. I need like a stool for everything. So I completely understood how she felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she is, I mean, he's very, very tall, but yeah, they have a big height difference. Uh huh. 
Yeah, but she doesn't seem like that short to me, but I guess I guess it's like a foot difference. <laughs> so but that seemed to be sort of the main he didn't realize that she had stopped eating meat, and I guess it had been a couple of months. So that was kind of a big moment uh, that he didn't realize that. And they just, yeah, hadn't been communicating very well. Did you, Betsy, did you think they had good chemistry? I mean, they're not supposed to have chemistry at the beginning because Mm -hmm. they're not getting along. That's true. Interesting, like, way to think about it. Um, You know, I guess it's so hard to tell almost when they just are kind of not clicking for the majority of the film. It's like, is there really chemistry there? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I I have no comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think they grew into chemistry? Did you buy it by the end? A little bit. Like they had the moments like where they were kind of like looking at each other, you know, kind of towards the end. And you could tell that maybe I just there wasn't enough. Like, I guess like the film was nearly over by the time that kind of started coming to the screen so it's just hard to tell maybe i don't know if they had sped that up mm-hmm. a little bit but i don't know i, I mean it's so hard <laughs> to know people don't, don't even do screen tests i mean you just put them together and you hope yeah, they're good enough actors there is chemistry so i don't know it's like you know i i heard the britney spears auditioned for the notebook which is crazy but then of course you see rachel McAdamson and they had to do the screen test to see this amazing chemistry i just don't i just think it's hard impossible to have like the absolute best chemistry without a screen test that's my opinion mm-hmm. but that's just not yeah. how these movies work what did you think megan about their chemistry well see i guess i thought they did win me over in the end like i thought their kiss was pretty good and i don't know there's also christopher paloha is just so attractive and his eyes like when he looks when he looked at her like i really felt like he was like looking at her with like adoration and love like i but he kind of looks like that to everybody like (laughs) he could look so but I thought their kiss was good and I thought you know when they both walk out for the date the look the looks they gave each other I felt I could feel it I thought they had good chemistry but you're right that it is hard when they start off with you know not that they're not supposed to have chemistry because they're supposed to be sort of off and they're not supposed to be like enemies because you don't want them to be hate each other. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. Not, it's not an enemies to lover story. So it's like a, yeah, so it, it is interesting. But I thought they did a pretty good job, all that said. So let's talk about this mythology of this town, whatever's the magic of this town. Because so Vince and Brian are a couple that own the inn. And they evidently, this is a thing where they have this ornament that crashes into people's windshields and uh, they end up keeping them there for the whole week and that doesn't seem like a very profitable business for them because when they come back in and their you know their uh window has been broken they say oh well it's on us for the week you don't have to pay for it so they must be getting some kind of help from santa is what i figure. Well, I have lots of questions about this. <laughs> number one, my number one question is, is the therapist like a silent partner? Yeah, <laughs> is she true. like an angel investor in this inn? <laughs> at first, I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought she'd be like pull out a brochure for the place. Like, you know, she gets these married couples and then she sends them to her inn. But then, yeah, when they offered them the whole week for free, I thought, 
well, you're going to be on the next Hallmark movie needing to save your ends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just very confused about the whole thing. But I did think it was funny at the end when that happened to the next couple. I thought it was kind of like a wink, wink to us as viewers who watch these movies. And yeah, I mean, the idea that you would have an and in where you're also trying to save people's marriages. <laughs> I mean, talk about, you know, a hard thing to do. So, but I thought it was a wink, wink, and it was funny. Well, I just think that, like, Christmas magic is helping them somehow. Oh, Like, I think Santa and stuff like that is, like, helping. Somebody is helping them, like, with the in to be able to do this. You know, kind of thing. They're so kind of support. I guess. Um, and evidently, whoever it is that's supporting the inn loves alpacas. There's crazy for alpacas all over this whole town. But then I heard on Twitter, some people said there weren't enough alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> did you have an opinion on that, Betsy, on the alpacas? Oh, that's funny. Um, You know, they did kind of promote the alpacas a lot in like the previews and stuff. So I was even expecting more alpaca, like maybe an alpaca theme at just like the inn, like there were a I just like I'm talking like an abundance of an alpacas. That's what I was expecting, but it was still nice. They're cute. Yeah, I don't think we've had an alpaca in a Hallmark movie since since the Vineyard movies, didn't they? I think they have one in there. The um, uh, the uh, Ra- Rachel, it's Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Cook? yeah, they have an yeah. alpaca there. I think so- they do muffin. Alpacas live like I've never seen an alpaca before in my life. I don't know. <laughs> like, is that a Vermont thing? Because they're supposed to be in Vermont, right? Yeah. So like, I, I is guess. Vermont known for its alpacas, or that was just like something silly they put in? I'm not sure. I need to know more about that. Yeah, we should have. I should have asked Christopher that. That I should have asked him about the alpacas. And uh, <laughs> we have. And isn't can- the, sorry, sorry isn't it in? Is that alpaca gram thing real? <laughs> is that something that you can actually get? We should look it up. What what was it? Was it just called alpaca grams? I think so. I'm like, is this like on TikTok and I'm just not hip to it? Well, there there is. Oh my gosh. Valentine's Day alpaca grams are the new best way to say I care. <laughs> this Valentine's Day, the new best way to say I love you isn't a box of chocolates or a singing gram. No, it's FaceTime call from a baby alpaca based in Peru. <laughs> okay, I hard disagree with that. I'd rather take the ch- chocolate any day. I hard disagree. <laughs> husband's listening no (laughs) do you want it betsy do you want an alpaca gram you know it would be unique and different i'm for it i know people used to send like potatoes like they would carve into potatoes i don't know if you all heard that on the news like a few years ago and they would send these like potatoes with hearts in them to people i would much rather have an alpaca gram i i take yeah you're right it is unique these are our choices potatoes and alpacas (laughs) i know it in hawaii you can send a coconut to people so that would be fun (laughs) but uh but pretty much anything that you can write on you can mail really yeah as long Hmm. as it's not like dangerous you can 
if you can write, like if you, if you can, uh, I mean, sometimes it would be very, very expensive, but yeah, like if you wanted to, you could mail a bowling ball for instance, but that would be very expensive because it's very heavy, but you just, anything you can write in an address on, you can mail. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't, I don't think it could be perishable or dangerous. That would be the only, but um, so then they put them to work, of course, right away. We find out that, that Paloha's character is, is like a secret baker. And she's like, I didn't know you baked. <laughs> and so they're in charge of the pies and they send them all around to get all the pie stuff. And uh, that's when we find out about the apacograms, like you said, and uh, a little shopping seems to like do a lot for their relationship. And it's probably better if it's shopping for other people than your own stuff. Like, cause it's stressful trying to find a present <laughs> for somebody, especially when you're not getting along. <laughs> Definitely. That is stressful. But yeah, I think like just going shopping and the market yeah. it brings that cut that Christmas spirit to you. And then you fall back in love. Yeah. And it turns you. out. <laughs> he took the baking class in order to bake for her uh, at Christmas. So that was kind of a cute moment. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. And then he says, he apologizes for not listening to her. And there's these like trees that have been returned. They're just like hanging out there. And so then they decide to take them. And those were like nice trees to just discard. But those t- trees are probably 50 bucks each at least. So, but, uh, but anyway, they go to the hotel with the trees and they have their, his or hers trees. And, uh, that's when things start to sort of turn around. Yeah, definitely. Over the decorating the trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't understand is they criticize him for having an ugly sweater. It's literally just a red sweater. Yeah. I think that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> that just didn't land right. <laughs> cause I, yeah, cause I, it's not a ugly sweater. And I was thinking, Gosh, I'm so over ugly sweaters. Like, ugh, I just, I'm over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm done with, I'm done with the over the ugly sweater trope. I'm, I've moved on. So <laughs> evidently she's like a great mixologist. So she <laughs> goes behind. hilarious. She goes behind the bar and she's making martinis and champagne cocktails and all kinds of stuff. I don't drink. You, what did you think of this, Megan? I thought they all looked disgusting. I would never drink any of those drinks. They were like, when someone asked for like a white chocolate mocha martini, I was like, what? Like, would people drink that? That's what it sounds like. So you would, yeah, maybe order when you're like 21, but no, 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 thank you. Well, and having the mocha, it's made it sound like a coffee. Like, I'm like, is he a barista or is he a mixologist? Yeah, I mean, they do make espresso martinis, and I shouldn't say this because. I work in coffee, but I think espresso martinis are gross. Uh-huh. I think all, yeah, I just want mine with olives. I want my dirty with olives. I don't want, like, yeah, I just thought they all looked, but, they, but it was a fun scene to watch them make all the drinks and then, like, toast the marshmallow. Like, it was a fun scene. I enjoyed watching this scene. And, but, yeah, the drinks were pretty unrealistic, but. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? 
If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. And one year, I think this was actually 2017, they were really into these holiday drinks on Hallmark movies. And <laughs> I just never forget, in the, in the Mistletoe Inn, the one with Alicia Witt, they have her make a, they have her make a tiny Tim. <laughs> What's in the tiny Tim? I can't remember, but I just always thought that was so funny. Why would you have an, an alcoholic beverage named after a child? <laughs> yeah, so yeah not a great name. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> here's another question I have. So. They, they have this parade that's like got like two floats and like it's very small. And my question is, do they bring out the parade for every single couple? Like this next couple that's coming, are they going to get the parade? And is that why it's so short? I have no idea, but I thought it was weird. Yeah. I mean, they also like they took their dog. The dog was on the parade by itself. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> the, Jerry, the dog. Yeah, look, my dog would never leave to go be on a parade by itself. What do you think, uh, Betsy, about the parade? I thought they were so supportive of that little dog up there. They were so funny. Go, Jerry! And I was just like, I loved that. That was my favorite moment of the entire movie. They were just proud for her parents, and I I loved it. They have, uh, they have there's a scene with them dancing. Um, they go on the holiday light stroll. And he says, when was the last time we just wandered together? That was a nice moment. Nice line, I thought. And he says he's sorry for not noticing her or making her feel that he didn't notice her. Um, and then they're dancing in the, uh, and they have a pretty big kiss in the gazebo. And I feel like we haven't seen the gazebos as much lately in Hallmark movies. They used to always be there. The same gazebo in Vancouver. I love a gazebo. <laughs> I really do. We yeah. have one in our like town, downtown. And every time I pass it, I'm like, it's like a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so then her mother says, oh, I could sense there was something wrong. I'm not sure why, you know, she, she did, but the car's ready. They've before that they have their like cuddly movie watching night where they're watching a version of Christmas Carol that I actually haven't seen with Vincent Price. I didn't even know this existed. And I've seen a lot versus Christmas Carol. So that says something. Uh, but I was like, I was like pausing it, trying to, Oh, which one, which one is it? Which one is it? 
And uh, he says, what happens outside of the bubble? I want things to change, but do you really see that happening? And yeah, I mean, I think that that's like the leap you have to take with this movie. What do you, what do you think Betsy about that? I agree with what you're saying. It's like, yeah. Like, are you talking about like kind of maybe going forward outside of like the sweet bubble they're in? Yeah. Well, it's again, real life and you got to find a way to implement what you're doing in this lovely make-believe world and then transition and take it with you to the real world, which I think can happen with work and communication as stated in the movie. (laughs) There's also this little side relationship between Antonio and this woman, Kayla, who does the pet paintings and uh antonio gives uh, a scarf to kayla at the end and kayla draw it does a painting paints a painting of jerry that then uh she gives to that then uh they give to um i forget the character's names but christopher paloha's character get get they gets the uh the painting and uh, I've missed you for years uh, and I'm going to make you my priority. So that was pretty cute. And the dog, I mean, Jerry was very cute. Yes. The dog was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, we, like you said, we get a pretty good kiss at the end. And then you see this other couple with the uh, ornament in their windshield. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I was like, this, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think like changing a windshield is like very easy. <laughs> like it's such a small, I, I don't know what you could do to really stall people, but, uh, but I mean that you can have that done in under an hour, <laughs> but I guess this is a small town. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're closed. What was that? Yeah. There was one movie where it was, there was that, I, I think it was the movie with Natalie Hall, the Renaissance Fair movie, where they were like, oh, we can't repair it today because we're <laughs> celebrating the Renaissance. Remember oh, that? Right, yeah. No electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I did enjoy the movie. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Noel Next Door, if I had to pick. Just, it's just preference. I just prefer. I feel like I... I feel like they've done enough of these marriage and crisis movies that they're not like novel anymore. Like they've done quite a few of them. There's one every year at least and multiple sometimes. So I don't really give it that many points for that, but I liked the leads. I liked the humor. I I liked Vince and Brian. They were a lot of fun. Uh, It was fun seeing Pascal Hutton at the beginning. So I would give this one a 3.25 just so just under what i gave uh noel next door but what about you betsy what would you give it i have noel next door four i'll do this uh 3.5 what do you think megan yeah i'm gonna go 3.5 yeah yeah i kind of like them equally Mm. Well, let us know what you think uh, of these two movies we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter and betsy where can people find you at Hallmark Happenings on Instagram, on YouTube, or you can just go to www.hallmarkhappenings.com and there's a bunch of little icons for social links up there. But yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Thanks so much for coming on. And Megan, where can people find you? So on Twitter, I'm at MeganD320. 
So I'll try to start tweeting. I'm not a huge Twitterer, but I do follow along with everyone who live tweets. Um, and I do think it's fun. And on Instagram, I'm Megan Ruth 320. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of your social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars to both ours and Betsy's podcast. It would really help us out a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. We've got lots of fun, new festive designs. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye.